Alright. Uh, we've been talking about the name of this thing, I guess, now, and uh, have no idea what we're going to do, but at least for now, we'll name it podcast like some other time or something. I'm Tim. This is Roger. Roger, say what up. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm going to guess by the time, for the next at least six months to a year, a grand total of maybe ten people are going to listen to this. What do you think? Maybe less, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. There's a lot of podcasts out there. But, you know, just record this for fun. See where it goes. Yeah. You, know, you, you just got to have fun with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think... Rod, me, I've known Raj for, what, like 14 years now? We, we've shared our fair share of angst amongst this, uh, being a Raptor sports fan. And I got to say, you know, th- this has been a... It's, it's been kind of a crazy year. It's been a wild ride, man. It's been it's been a long time coming for sure. Yeah, so uh, we thought, you know what, we've been trying to do this for like the last year. We're like, all right, we need to get our angst out. We need to get our our pain of being a Raptors and in general a Toronto fan into some kind of an audio format. So instead of punching walls, we get it all our angst out in this kind of format. Smart man. I mean, like we talk ball all the time anyway, so might as well record it. See. See if anyone else is interested, you know, yeah. share their opinions and whatnot. All right, all right, all right. So, the way I was kind of thinking about it, the Raptors won the championship, right? That happened. What up, Bill Simmons? What up, Boston? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, ESPN? Yeah. I'm coming out throwing shade from the start, buddy. This is coming. All this bullshit I ESPN, all these the stupid American media said, no, nah, Raptors, you know, Paul Pierce cursing us since day one. Nope. We won. And we got to thank our boy Kawhi. But, He's amazing. but we got to thank those who came before us. So the way I was thinking about it was, what do we say we kind of start off with when we kind of started watching basketball? And then what's brought us to... You know, watching the Raptors and how we got here. What do you think? Yeah, for sure, man. Um, you, you want to go first, or you want? No, 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 no. You, you, you go first. You can, you can tell me, tell me like your first game that you, you remember watching. I can recall watching. Um, man, I, I like I, I've just been following basketball. I guess probably towards the end of the Carter era, to be honest. So I would say like 2002, 2003. So just when Braun came in the league and like just just watching the Raptors during that time, I never got to see the Philly versus a missed shot. So that was just kind of when Carter started sitting out on the team and uh, got Chris Bosh in that 2003 draft. And that's kind of where I started watching basketball at least. And, uh, you know, the Raptors, just always a hometown team. They always have, like, a special place in your heart, even though they were pretty terrible for <laughs> 20 years. But, I mean, it's, we're champs, baby. 2019, we're champs. <laughs> we're freaking champs, man. I, my first ever one, I think, was actually, okay, so we came to Canada on summer 2011, uh, 2001, sorry. And we're sitting at this Pizza Hut. I remember this whole sequence. So, summer, nothing's going on apart from baseball. And uh, at that point, all I remember was cricket. I'm like, I'm not watching this. And on TV, on the other TVs, you were having Sports Center run kind of the highlights for the past sports year. And the first highlight was Tom Brady and the Patriots starting their kind of dynasty of runs, beating the St. Louis Rams. 
uh, and the highlights of those, I was watching them. I'm like, yo, this guy's sick as hell. And what's this uh, football thing? And that was cool and all. But my cousins uh, were also with me who were also big basketball fans. And subsequent to that commercial comes the shot. And, you know, for all those fans of us who are, you know, older than 10 years old or 15 years old, remember, the, the shot for us Raptors fan isn't filled with a lot of joy. What is it filled with, Roger? So oh, for sure not, man. It's, it's a lot of pain, man. It's a lot of pain. The, the, the Philadelphia 76ers, and then a lot of the younger people might not realize the shot is referred to as Vince Carter kind of missing that first, that, that last shot that dinged off the rim. Um, graduation, man. Graduation. Point stuff. <laughs> and, In your lifetime. And, and yeah, so Vince, Vince's first kind of, you know, long playoff run accumulated into this shot that he missed. That, again, Kawhi Leonard kind of vindicated and fixed, what, 14, 15 years later? I don't know, way more than that. I mean, 16 years pretty later. fitting. I mean, pretty magical that it was against Philly. It was a semi, it was the Eastern Conference semifinals, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, so my, my troubled kind of start to a Raptors fandom started with pain and kind of angst. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of stuck for. So you started, yeah. What's that? It's just like you started with pain, and I mean, just being a Raptors fan in general has just been—it's just been sadness. Let's be real. Before any time before this last season that we went through. Hey man, I mean, it's just been, you put some respect on Rafael Arujo's name, man. Rafael Arujo. <laughs> I mean, you want to go down the list? You know, T.J. Ford, Hito Turgaloo. <laughs> You got Sean Marion. I remember being super excited for Sean Marion, Jermaine O'Neal, all these guys coming to Toronto, and you'd be like, towards the end of their prime or some kind of weird concoction that our front office would draw up, and they would put like Jermaine O'Neal and Chris Bosh together, and we would think we had like the second coming of David Robinson, like Tim Duncan. Man. (laughs) My favorite still is that same, the trade uh, with the Heat, Alonzo Mourning, Pretty much outright. Uh, yeah, he just didn't want to play. He was just like, "Yeah, I'm not coming to Canada. I'm going to retire." And then, lo and behold, this guy comes back into the NBA, and I'm like, "What the hell just happened, man?" <laughs> and he won the chip that year, didn't he? That was the year that I think. Um, he didn't he back up Shaq? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that was the year he uh, he got traded to the Raptors, yeah. and then it was 2005. I remember this trade happened and. Um, this guy pretty much says, "We're not. I'm not gonna play if I go to Toronto," <laughs> and uh, he decides to go to the Heat. So, subsequently, mm-hmm. that year they uh, won the chip. Easy man, just become like just to. Nobody wanted to come play for Toronto. That's the craziest part for me, man. And like, it's just, you know, whatever Kawhi decides to do this year, I'll always be thankful that you know he played. He had played 110 percent when he was on on that court, you know. So like, he gave us those all on that court. So, I mean, no one can ever really talk, take take that away. 2019 yeah. was our year, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, but we've come a long way, man. Just like it's kind of messed up just to think about like Raptors fans between 2003 to like I guess you know when we first started tasting that success and what was that 20 2013 I think the trade with Rudy Gay happened you win the yeah and then we finally made the playoffs against the Nets I mean you know that's when the Raptors started you know kind of in the playoffs but before that man we we were 
Man, we had way too much time on our hands as kids, I feel like. <laughs> no sane person would be watching this team. Like, it's like the, it was like the New York Knicks, let's be real. Like, the New York Knicks are a terrible organization, but, like, because you just, you're just a fan, I guess. And, I don't know, fandom makes you do irrational things, and every time you tell yourself that, you know, like, somehow this roster is a playoff. Like, I remember still telling myself, like, you know that year when we had, like, Carlos Delfino, Anthony <laughs> Calderon? And I was like, yo, man, we got depth. We got depth. Like, you know, Jose Calderon. Hey, Jose Calderon was boss, man. Like, we got smoked by the magic. Like, Dwight was just crushing us. Like, I don't know, man. Just, I mean, Toronto's just never had, really had a superstar. So, like, I don't know. I mean, DeMar, you know, Chris Bosh, all these guys, you know, really, really played out for us. But, I mean. Like, in all honesty, fuck them too. They left. Yeah, they left. Yeah, I mean, Demar's the only real one, man. Like Demar stuck out for the raps. Like you know, no, I don't think anybody should ever be disrespecting this man. You know, that I agree with. Of course. Put on for our city, man. And I'm, like you know, even though he had his flaws and shortcomings, I mean, which player doesn't? Like, how many players are top three, top five NBA caliber players? Right? Like you know, he always put a hundred and ten percent out there. You know, so. Shout out to Demar for that. Shout out. This wouldn't have been possible without him. And yeah, you know, shout out. And I gotta say, shout out for anybody who knows he's my favorite player. I get clown on him a lot, uh, but I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a diehard Raptors and uh, diehard Demar fan. Through you and through are a diehard Demar supporter, man. Since day one. Man. <laughs> it's day one. But like, it, it's and I I think a lot of people don't understand how goddamn crazy it is that we actually end up somehow doing this and i think it's still surreal we're doing this what a month and a half ish later than or not when did this final end mid early june no i think it was maybe mid mid june so i think it's been like maybe th almost three weeks now yeah i think at least yeah okay so so three weeks and and honest to god it's still kind of surreal uh we watched that uh sports and that's narrated by socrates hype video Goddamn! At least twenty times, ten of those happened to be before Game Five. We did as a hype video, and you know, it, it's still surreal considering. Again, I keep saying Hafa Arujo, but this I was excited for Hafa Arujo. That's that's how <laughs> that's how freaking crazy and sad the story is. Being a Raptors fan, yeah, I mean, I remember that I, dash uh, super super well. Like, uh, you should just be so frustrated ever after we drafted Bargnani. I, every time we picked another European, I don't know what it was just like some kind of stereotype in the back of my head that like I was just like not this again. Like, like I just wanted like an athletic, you know, like flashy player, and then we'd always draft some kind of like fundamentally sound like guy that I've never heard of from Europe or or like we would just be sci I don't know. I it's, those those Colangelo days, I'm just glad they're over. His his big collar moved on to Philly, and then just proceeded to get fired from there. So, just to put it into reference, 2004 was when Hoffa got ref uh, got uh, drafted, and I have the list in front of me. Andre Iguodala came in after him. Um, you have Al Jefferson after him. You had Jared Smith, Jameer Nelson, Eesh. Delonte West, who had a pretty decent career. Tony Allen, Kevin Martin, who had. A, so to put yeah, in reference, to put in reference, our our management somehow thought a guy from Brazil, playing coming in from BYU, had I think a smaller. I'm not. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure his 
a wingspan was shorter than his actual height. So that that in itself isn't you know the most uh, confidence-inducing thing to have. He said, "I don't want I want that guy over a guy like Iguodala, whose wingspan's huge. He's you can tell he's a good defender. Uh, Jameer Nelson, who you know looked pretty fast. He looked like a guy who could play basketball. We said no." One, half so just, hour. just out of curiosity, what were the Raptors' picks between, like, two, say, 2004 to, like, 2000 and 2008? Who did they draft? Because uh, I know Bosch won 2003. All right, so I don't even need fillers for this because goddamn Wikipedia. Support Wikipedia. I, I do. Uh, here we go. Are you ready for this? So, <clears throat> 2004 draft, Dwight Howard goes first. We have the okay. eighth pick in the draft. We picked Hafa. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Solid pick, right? We all know. All right. 2005. I'm gonna let you guess this. All right. And this is the draft that Andrew Bogut, Chris Paul came in. Um, we had the seventh pick in the draft. I like. I don't know. I actually don't know. Just just think. Okay. So so I'll give you. I'll give you top. Joey Graham or something? Did we have Joey Graham by that time? I don't. I don't know. Now you're smart. That's actually true. We did actually draft him, but he was 16th. It wasn't seventh. So I'll give you three choices. All right. We got Jamario Moon, okay. Charlie Villanueva, yeah. or Jan Mahinmi. That's on, that's that's gotta be Charlie V's draft, right? <laughs> it's a Charlie V draft. That's a, yo, I remember Charlie V. He's a beast. Nice. He like, was a beast. My, I can't remember. Charlie or V. Like, sorry, go ahead. Was he like? He was averaging something nice, I remember, in his, like, rookie year. I was telling myself Charlie V was going to be something big. I was like, Charlie V, man. He he was, and and he was, he played um, 36. He started, he played 81 games, started 36 of them. Yeah. Uh, okay. 13 points per game, six and a half oh, rebounds. That's solid. That's, that's for, for a starting guy first year, 100% solid. Now. The f- hey, 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 hey. <laughs> now, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so good was our, our 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 front office. They said, we're going to trade this guy who did pretty, pretty well. He's a pretty decent kind of low block kind of guy, you know. Who do we trade him for? Hint, he went to the Milwaukee Bucks. His name starts with T. TJ Ford, I remember now. <laughs> so this was good the... TJ Ford, man. We, we traded him for TJ Ford, so... Now, this is two years in. We drafted two big men. First of them, obviously, hates basketball, barely wanted to play. Well, didn't make it through. When We're not doing a lot of research here, whoever's listening. We're kind of just going off the top of the dome. This is the first one. So we're, start, we're kind of seeing how it goes. So Charlie V was the second pick in 2005. Uh, Subsequent year, 2006. This was, this was, this was the year, Roger. Oh. My primo pop, <laughs> a legendary man. He was iconic, man. Next Dirk. Yeah, also, man. How, also, okay, okay, wait. So here's the thing. So in this draft, just, you have. Hold up, I, I'm just curious. Were we delusional, or were was like, <laughs> were, were, were they like actually selling this to us? Were they, I feel like it wasn't just me. I felt like, I felt like the the media was just telling me that these guys were nice. I don't know. At least the Canadian media. I don't think the American media actually talked about. <laughs> Now this is this is yeah. this is um just remember this is two years before Orlando decided you know what maybe the they they brought in the whole revamping of their offense where they said uh, Rashard Lewis uh, Hedro Turkoglu uh, Jameer Nelson we're gonna go you know 
Dwight Howard, big man, and put him on lot with a bunch of three pointers, right? So yeah, that was actually pretty smart. It, which was smart. And now, and and I'm a, okay. So actually, wait, let's pref, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So this was a draft where you had Lamarcus Aldridge going second. You had Tyrus Thomas going fourth. You had yeah. Brandon Roy. You had Rudy Gay. So this was and Okalari was actually in this draft too. Yeah, right, right. I remember this. And um, Rajon Rondo. So actually, now if you think about it, it's kind of poetic how we had our most iconic first pick happened to be in the same draft our, as our arguably our the greatest Raptor. I, I would. I think at this point, <laughs> now that he won a chip, I think honestly he probably is the greatest Raptor. Yeah, yeah. So, so. I guess the basketball god somehow kind of brought it all around, and we had the... Uh, for sure. It is definitely really funny that, like, if you go through, you know, just anything in basketball, you always find these, like, really neat facts or, like, you know, small things that really make you think, you know? Yeah. Like, same draft class or whatever. It's just all... It all comes around, you know, so... Yeah. So, anyway, so we so we go with El Mago. And, and for a lot of the young guys, whoever... Two of you might be listening. El Mago was... Andrea Bergnani's original nickname. This that's what we refer to him as, and then the Primo Pasta meme came. But he was El Mago. So before uh, El Mago, we'd now drafted two big dudes. Neither of them worked out. We have a team with T.J. Ford, <laughs> and uh, we just just you know decide let's get Andrea Bergnani. Now you say if he was sold to us or if he wasn't. I'm still an Andrea Bergnani truther, right? This guy came into the league. Uh, Dirk is kind of bringing uh, the the Mavs to the playoffs and is is like a big force throughout the playoffs and and in the West. So I I understand the ilk that the Raptors are going for, and then I actually think it was a good pick. So first year he comes in. Uh, who was? Let me see. Who was our coach? Do you remember? Um, two thousand and we've had I don't know man. We've had so many coaches during the like. Uh, it's Raptors just been a blur to me, man. Coach. Here, let me see one sec. Uh, 2006 was... Yeah, I've been Sam, oh, was Sam. This? Okay, it was Sam Mitchell. It was Sam? Uh, Sam? Yeah, it was Sam. We uh, had Sam, and we had Jay Triano after that, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, so this was pre-Sam Mitchell, I believe. Oh, no, so yeah, so 2005-06. Yeah, so Sam Mitchell was the coach here. Um, this was the, you know, we had we had Jose Calderon on, this te- on the team... Prior year, we had on Andre Barrett, Chris Bosch, still, still Matt Bonner, all these guys. So we brought in this guy who stretched the floor, super smart to be honest. Now, if you think about it in like present terms, what would you do? You'd give the ball to Jose, run a pick and roll with Bosch, go into the lane and kick it out to Andrea to get a decent three point, right? I can understand yeah. where they're coming from. Obviously, at that point, super early. So this guy came in first year. Um, I think they were still figuring out the positions and everything, and then this guy played, Omago played, started two games, played 65, 12 points a game, almost a block, half a steal, almost an assist, four rebounds. I think that was always his biggest issue. He never rebounded, and that comes into, I think, he never gave Dude, Yeah, that was ridiculous. I had so frustrating. Seven-footer, <laughs> and you couldn't... What do he average, like four, 4.5 rebounds a game? Like, something like that? Absurd? I don't know. His, his was, career is four and a half. Yeah, you're right. Oh, ridiculous, good. man. Like... Come on, like, you just stand under the hoop and just, like, you literally just stretch out your arms. And uh, I, I don't want to talk about Barmiani, man. Just... <laughs> no, no, no. We've got to do a little bit of redemption because 
this yeah, this guy this guy so again um shot 37 percent from three 82 percent from free throw Wait, like hold, hold it 37 from three from three in his first year Oh wow, that's solid. Yeah, wow. He's a career thirty-five percent, and that includes his Brooklyn years and his New York years, which weren't the best. Like Porzingis before Porzingis, man. Honestly, I'm telling you, this guy. I, I think the biggest problem with the him was he just didn't never really cared enough about basketball. Just didn't think he cared. He just played for fun. Yep. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So subsequent to that, now we're coming into a year where, um, you know, we're now we're now not having a pick because. Um, we, I guess we traded our rights to the pick this year. I'm not exactly sure. Again, I'm going to the top of the dome. But this was the Durant year. Uh, where it would probably have been a good idea to, uh, tank. We could have gotten either Kevin Durant, Al Horford, or Joachim Noah. But anyways. Yeah, 2007 I mean. goes by. Um, whatever happened, happened. We ended up, uh, finishing. Oh yeah, we won the division. Oh yeah, we, this was the division champ. Yeah, that was the year. That I'm pretty sure that's our Anthony Parker, like. Yeah, Anthony Parker, Mo P. You got Chris Bosh on your This was a good year. So. Good year. I remember being extremely excited for this division champs, but till they get eliminated in the first round, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's hey man. At, at least it was the start yeah. of something. And then subsequent to that, we got the Jamario Moon, and you know, it went down until 2013. Um. And we had some kind of... I think that year we were supposed to be mediocre at best and tank for one more year. Uh, but somehow, some way, Messiah, Messiah, aka Messiah, aka Black Jesus, aka, I don't know, whatever you can call him, this man literally just pulled something out of his ass. And, okay, okay, so this is speculated on. This is, you know, people talk about it. But in all honesty, what do you think? Did Messiah have a feeling that this was a pathway and this would lead to success, this trade that they had with for Rudy Gay. I don't know, man. I think at the time, I think he just wanted... I think he saw Rudy as just kind of a black hole on the team, to be honest. I think... I, I mean, you know, we like to give him a lot of credit. I'm, don't get me wrong, he's, he's a genius and all his moves are extremely calculated, but I think was he really kind of saw the problem on the team where it was kind of just a black hole with Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay is, I mean, he's always been like uh but, you know, never if it, like, you know, I would just consider him like a, like a really poor man's Russell Westbrook at like a small forward position, you know, like for some reason. He just take a lot of shots and, you know, know the ball wouldn't move and he would just catch and shoot and it'd be, you know, a bunch of two-pointers and I guess Masai saw that, you know, his, his contract was a little, he was getting paid quite a bit at the time, and, you know, they moved him for some pieces, and just to get him out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I think that really opened the door for uh, Colin, Colin DeMar to shine, so. Yeah, yeah. I And then, subsequently, of course, you had uh, a lot of, again, a lot of fans, especially the New York guys, were like, Hey. What do you think? Yeah, do you think he? Do you think he had like a? He already envisioned that, or do you think he just did it like one piece at a time? I think it was a complete another fluke, man. Like, I'm sure they had some issues with uh, the dynamic of having to um, shoot first, pass next, kind of uh, two guards, two three guards. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I'll, I'll, Rudy Gay was a, used to play a three, I guess. But yeah, the the two threes who used to love having the ball in their hand and just kind of chuck up shots as whenever they could. And I think there was some kind of analytics kind of revolution also. This is the early starts of it uh, yeah. with, with uh, you know, people realizing the value of the three. Steph Curry's injuries issues were kind of going down. They were starting to do well. Uh, so I, I, I think he realized maybe we need a little bit of space. But to an extent, I think the idea was he's, and it seems to be what's happened is Masai has wanted a rebuild in this city pretty much, I think, since he's been here, where he said, I want to clean house, yeah. I want to start it all off. I agree with you 100%. I think he wanted to get rid of all of the guys that weren't his guys and wanted to put in guys that he really believed in, you know? So I think, like, throughout the years, I think he, he kept the Rosen and he kept Lowry around because he, he was like, these guys have, you know, he's given them multiple chances and he really, you know, I, I don't know if you saw, like, the, the interview he did um, uh, the end of the season interview he did, where he said that he would have he would have traded Lowry a long time ago if he didn't see something in Lowry that Lowry is a dog and that he was there's something about Lowry that winning and that's why Masai's always really you know looked at um, Lowry in a higher guard and I definitely agree with that like you know we can we can rag on Kyle Lowry all we want you know like all that all that crazy stuff but he does at the end of the day make winning basketball plays like yeah even yeah. like really stupid things like you know like <laughs> you know people might not, like let's just like charges man like you know we laugh and all but like yo kyle takes a lot of charges and like those are charges are, let me be real like they're they're more valuable than like blocks or you for know, sure yeah. like blocks, you get possession blocks right? just go out of bounds. yeah you get the possession yeah, yeah, yeah. Like straight up and you add a foul to the other guy so it's 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 crazy valuable how like Kyle's just taking these charges or like even in that uh, Orlando series when there was just that loose ball who was the guy to get to it like Lowry or game six where it's like you know like this guy came out and uh, he looked like he looked like Steph Curry out there he looked like Clay Thompson or like the third Splash Brother yeah and he was just lighting them up like Lowry's just I don't know he's just been there I mean the bulldog sure. thing, right? It's the, it's the bulldog thing, and I agree. Yeah, and the yeah. bulldog in him, man. Just like you know, uh, he's definitely not the most talented player on the court, or like, but he's definitely just, you know, just a guy that you want on your team, right? Like, just Kyle's always been ride or die, and just always makes the winning plays, right? Just great floor general, I mean. But but also, let's be honest here. Masai has wanted to get this boy's ass out of Toronto for the last oh, <laughs> six yeah, years. For sure. I mean, Kyle just always complains about Masai. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think it was either him or DeRozan, you know. Yeah. It was, but I think, um, I do think that, you know, after they worked out their differences after that whole DeRozan trade, stuck on the same page and they, they thought they saw an opportunity to win a chip, I think, like, you know, they really bonded over that and they really rode it out for the rest of the season you know and i, I definitely think they've moved past that hole um I, you know they both understand each other at this point i think i think lowry understands that whatever Masai does is for the best of the team and that, that he'll just try to respect his decision and just try to stay out of it right you know yeah yeah and, uh, Masai, at the end of the day i think everybody in toronto really just you know like nobody ever I, I can't remember a move that I really didn't like out of um, 
I mean, the only one that really comes to mind, I guess, was Damari Carroll. And the idea of Damari Carroll was really intelligent at the time, too, right? You want to, I mean, how many guys in the league are trying to acquire these 3 and D kind of players, right? And Damari Carroll's coming off that um, pretty much all-star season with the Atlanta Hawks. And, and he looked really like a perfect fit in the, on the Raptors, right? You know, the AKA the LeBron stopper, right? Damari Carroll. And, Bro, a lot of people forget that. Biggest issue, apart from getting winning basketball in this city, is been finding the 3 and D guy for this Raptors team. Because I think literally before, who would you say? Maybe Damari Carroll every single year have been, what's our need? A 3 and D guy. Oh, what's our need? 3 and D guy. So yeah, I yeah, completely agree. Sure. I, I think we definitely needed that guy. So, And, then, and then even the Bruno Caboclo pick. Like, you understand where it's coming from. There's no real kind of you know crazy things you can see in terms of players or anybody subsequent to him at the time who you could yeah. say oh yeah this guy this uh, is the guy well i mean let's be real like bruno was bruno was supposed to be pascal before pascal was pascal right so like Masai probably took a gamble on this this kid that like he saw some potential and I mean, bruno, hey bruno's uh you know i mean i don't know how many league years he's been in it's league three years it's time. three years from two years away so it's one extra year by fran fraschilla fran fraschilla said the hey man he was balling out in, in Memphis for a bit, you know. Memphis is kind of like collecting Raptors players over there, and uh, you know, I I really like, uh, I mean, I really like what they have putting together. I mean, I granted this isn't a Memphis podcast, but you know, John Moran, J- Jaron Jackson Jr. They got JV. Now, nice. you know me, you know me, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. That's my bandwagon team. Uh, they might not make the playoff this year, but man, they're doing a great job. So I'm all, oh, yeah. I'll agree with that. Uh, I mean, you know. Let's go back to the Raptors here. All right, all right. So, so subsequent to that, you know, we're having these first and second round kind of knockouts, and that all that happened, and then, you know, we do, we see this blockbuster trade. You see, uh, I think where was I? I think I was at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was at work, and I see, I, I see the subreddit or, or Twitter, Twitter kind of rumblings of Kawhi Leonard. Uh, trades and all this thing and all of a sudden I see Kawhi Leonard has been um, traded to the Toronto Raptors. So I think Woj said there's some some sto- sort of stuff associated with that. I'm like, nah, no, yeah, there's no I way. Remember, I remember actually seeing DeMar's Instagram. Oh, yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, like it was just the first thing I, I got up, I checked Instagram and DeMar, he was just posting all this like, you know, like day to day, you know, like watch out for yourself, you know, like they tell you one one thing and they trade you for not, next to nothing. Then you knew a trade was going down. And the next thing you knew, you saw like an update going around that it like, you know, Waj was telling people that, you know, the, the deal was getting finalized. And I don't know. I mean, like, I think at that time I, 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 I was pretty shocked, you know, I, I like I was excited. Like the idea of getting Kawhi was exciting, but at the same time, I, I don't know about you, but I was almost in like a disbelief that, oh, you because know, there was no news about us even shopping Demar around, and just to like, that was our guy, right? Like just the guy who rode in, like who rode for our city, and we just traded him like that. So for me, it was just even before I processed the thought of like being excited about Kawhi, it was just almost a disbelief that um, DeRozan was just traded like that. So it the funniest thing was I still remember. Again, the basketball heads kind of, you know, have always rationally been saying that, okay, DeMar's great, and I love him. Again, he's my favorite player. But he has a ceiling in terms of just the way his game has kind of flown. And 
has grown, and I think it will kind of mature very well into his maturity in later part of his career. But it there was a level, there was a ceiling associated with it. And then you hear Kawhi Leonard name, and again, anybody who really watches basketball knows that man's that. I mean, we've seen it now. That's a bad, bad man. He can defend 100%. one through five. He can score from wherever he wants, and you know all these things that associate now we now the rest of the world knows. Us basketball guys knew like no, this is insane. As if if there's some way we can save either OG or Pascal, either one of them, this is like an insane trade, and we won it automatically. And then lo and behold, what do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. we hear that yeah. neither of them, neither yeah. of them have been traded, and on top of it, San Antonio's giving yeah. us five million dollars, and not Green. on top of it, they're also getting Danny Green. Like again, a lot of you guys who or whoever the two or three guys again that might be listening, don't understand the how crazy of a trade that is. Yeah, I mean you see it now, but it's insane that a team is willing to give you money to take a guy. And on top of it, adding an insanely efficient, good scorer in Danny Green. And with an amazing defender, too. Hey, man, but, like, you know, credits to Masai. I mean, like, you know, a lot of teams had the assets to trade for him. Like, Philly, Boston, all these teams had assets, but they were just they were scared. They were, they were telling themselves, oh, like, you know, what if Kawhi doesn't play for us? What if Kawhi just doesn't feel like air? But, you know, Masai, credits to Masai, you know, he just... Yo, my guy, my guy actually fleeced five million dollars extra. <laughs> like the negotiation call goes, RC. Uh, yeah, we're thinking about uh, Kawhi for Demar. Uh, RC comes back with, okay, if you include OG Pascal, um, we'll give you Danny Green. Masai's like, nah, nah. I'll give you. You gotta give me money. This man hasn't played for a year and a half. You gotta give me money. I gotta sell this to my to my to my uh, fan base, and you gotta give me money. RC's like, okay, okay, how about this? You give me Yak, and on top of it, you keep uh, OG and Pascal. How about that? It sounds like I bet. All right, bet. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went down. <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah. Or if Masai's a real G, so so the trade probably was, okay, how about uh, Pascal and DeMar for, for Kawhi and Danny? He's like, ah, I'm not feeling that. How about Yak? He's like, you know what? Okay, fine, we'll take Yak and uh, DeMar. He's like, all right, yeah, but you gotta give me a little bit of kicker. So give me the five mil on top. He's like, okay, okay. That's a, that's a key you keep going back to. The five mil, man. The five mil. Five million dollars on a on a trade that it, it's insane, man. It, of course, we get to keep Pascal, and you're seeing what you're seeing, but. I mean, listen. I mean, let's talk about Pascal for a second. Like, who? I don't know about you. Like, I was watching all those Rico Hines Instagram videos. I was getting hyped for Pascal, but like. I did not expect this guy to be just this dominant this quickly, and you know it was just it wasn't even just regular season. It was crazy. You you saw him evolve through the season, and then even more in the playoffs. Like, and like Pascal, man, like who hit like our winning shot in Game Six? That was Pascal. Like, yeah, that 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 floater over uh, Draymond. I mean, that was the game winner, man. So yeah. That, Amazing, man. I look forward to what he's going to do in the coming seasons. But, you know, I, I love his hard work, his dedication. Like, you know, yeah. He's really something special, you know? Yeah. And now one thing I, I had, one knock I have on Pascal is that ugly ass design that he has to his stupid ass clothing line. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's trash. <laughs> Pascal. That, <laughs> come on, man. 
<laughs> that's just trash. And, and the, the fact that all these guys have it right in front of them at press, press conferences, that's got to stop, too. Like, the NBA's got to do yeah, something you, about all this branding. You got you to gotta sell your merch, man. You know, you, these guys got to get paid. I mean, the, the Pascal's criminally underpaid right now. He's got to sell something, man. Like, <laughs> Acting like this man's a peasant. He has to go begging her for a penny or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like he's $2 million for, like, what, like 17 points per game? You know, I, you know this guy gets to get, should get paid more. Yeah. This guy's a champion, man. Yeah, yeah. Masai's gonna get it done, man. Whatever, He'll get it done. Whatever it takes. Dude. All right. Well, we're talking about getting it done. Let's talk about free agency. What do you think about this? Um, okay, we're gonna talk about Kawhi again, alone by himself. But what do you think about pre- uh, free agency this year? Uh, I mean, I mean, Raptors. We just have just just not been many moves. I mean, we got Matt Thomas. It's a nice addition. Three point shooting. Looks like a European JJ Redick. You know. You want me to give some stats to this thing? So per 36 minutes um, last year, this guy played uh, 29 games, shot 14 times a game, 51%. He is part of the 50-40-90 club almost. He shot 85% from free throw. And get, get if I were to put the over-under on 45% for three points, would you take the over or the under on that? What do you think? Um, I'm just, I'm just, just, just take a guess. Go over, man. This yeah, guy shot 49 percent from three points on on playing this year, man. They get a ton of open looks and they just miss it somehow. So on <laughs> on a decent amount of shots too, man. He shots four and a half times a game on. I sniper. I can definitely see him being over 45. So yeah, so shot 20 points, two assists, two rebounds. 85% from free throw, 95% last year. So it's now. I think this year is probably just a dip. Um, 49% from three and 51% field goal. Like per 36. This Masai, Masai, MLSC. Like this is insane. This is a guy no one, no one really talked about, and all of a sudden my boy is on the Raptors, and you know, if uh, God forbid, uh, Danny Green leaves. We have at least somebody who's comp seems like a pretty competent yeah. guy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, and then yeah, sorry. Continue. What do you think about the free agency this year? And it doesn't have to be what you think about ours. You can talk about it just in general too. I have my thoughts. But I'll reserve. I mean, the free agency has just been interesting overall. I mean, um, just a lot of pe- a lot of moving parts. I'm just surprised in how quickly everything's moved. Really, like first day, just. Pretty much all the big free agents have signed except Kawhi, right? So, you know, you have like Philly and Boston reloading with new talent. You got Milwaukee kind of retaining what they have. It's, you know, obviously the winners of this whole deal. But I mean, I don't know, man. Like Kyrie and KD, whoo! Ah, one, once Instagram season hits, man, it's just gonna be <laughs> a bunch of woke shit. Man. Yeah, uh, it's just gonna be interesting, man. Like Kyrie, just—I mean, Kyrie and Kevin Lo- and Kevin Durant just both seem like two of the most unhappiest people. Like, you could throw millions of dollars at these guys, and like I, they'll still find something to complain about. So I—I I don't know how exactly they're gonna, you know, glue together, but you know, I mean, they're super talented ball players, and we've—we've we've seen them do it in clutch situations, so. I don't know. The East is looking pretty cool, man. Like you know, and the West. I mean, anything's open. I mean, obviously, Lakers are looking pretty strong now that they've uh, uh, that big two. Um, yeah, we should we should preface this by saying we still don't know where Kawhi's headed. 
This is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is July second. Yeah, I mean, you know, as Raptor fans, we're still hoping for Kawhi to stay, but the if he does go to LA, I mean, <laughs> I mean, good luck, good luck to the rest of the league, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot, a lot to say about okay, that. Who's, who's uh? All right, give me your, give me your. Top three chances. No, I'm just saying, give me your eight playoff teams. You know, no, not in any particular order, on the East and West. All right, one sec, know? one sec, one sec. Let me, let me bring it in front of me. My, my memory's ass. So. All right, I'll give you the order too if you want. So I have, I'm, gonna, and I'm for anybody, again who's listening. I, I'm a big betting guy. I love betting, and I'm probably gonna be having a few sleepers, um, on this kind of, as the next couple of months the bookies bring out the odds I'm going to bet on a couple of these sleepers so I still think okay I'm going to preface this by saying we still think Kawhi is going to go to the Lakers so this report supposed report is going to go out and um, the only reason I'm kind of believing it now is because it involves the Lakers and let's face it nobody in that team can keep a secret so prefacing by that the Raptors are going to lose Kawhi I'm going to say the Bucks one Celtics, okay, so Bucks one, Pacers two. Oh, okay. Celtics, no, not the Celtics. So I'm gonna say Bucks, Pacers, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics. That puts us at six, I think, right? You have the Raptors without Kawhi over the 76ers. I 100% do. Everybody's pre- saying all. Oh, wait, wait, and uh, the reason I'll say is this. What have the Sixers done? <laughs> I mean, not. I mean, no, no, no. It's a legitimate question, right? And and ESPN, whatever talking has, have this kind of hard on that they seem to do for whatever Sixers are doing. Maybe because you know Adam Silver said, "Oh uh, yeah, I replaced their GM. We need some kind of positive hit piece or whatever it is." What have they done? They lost one of their primary point scorers. That helped them kind of space the floor for Ben Simmons to do anything, right? They added an aging 34-year-old Al Horford, who now plays at a redundant position that Joel Embiid does. He shoots a three, but let's face it, he's slow. So what are you going to do? Are you going to guard him at the three? Okay, great. Uh, you still don't have the kind of respectable amount of you know, space that J.J. Reddick created. And you replace him with a big man on a horrible contract. Like, the Sixers have barely have any cash, but I think they have a mid-level expect. They have, like, an, one of the exceptions. Uh, I don't have yeah. a game. No, I mean, I agree, but at the same time, man, that roster, it's got a lot of, got a lot of firepower. I mean, you got, I mean, they added, you forget, they added Josh Richardson. He's a nice 3 and D kind of guy, so. Yeah, you're right. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, oh, I forgot about their Josh Richardson. That, oh, yeah, that went through, right, because of Jimmy? I guess they're just working on yeah, the final. Yeah, thing. they're just working, working on the, the sign and trade. Okay, 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 okay. How about th- okay? Then I'll I'll switch. I'll t- I'll put the, you you persuaded me. I'll take the Sixers above the Raptors. Though. I'll put yeah, the, I'll okay. put the Bucks. So I'll t- I'll take the Bucks, the Pacers, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Raptors. I can't believe I'm putting the Celtics above this, but I'm doing it. Yeah, I I can't stand the Celtics, but the Raptors. I don't know unless you know unless we see some kind of growth from OG uh, or Norm. Uh, you know what? I, you know if Danny Green does leave, I'm really excited for. This is the first time we're going to see Norm in a starting position, you know, like... Yeah. And what everything's shown us, he's been... Uh, it hasn't been bad, man. 
So yeah, he's shown flashes. It's just that he has a really short leash just because of, you know, it's just because, and, you know, sometimes you just need to let guys really play out their minutes and just kind of learn from their mistakes and just have a feel for the game. But we've seen so many flashes of Norm, like, where he's just been huge for us when we just couldn't find any offense anywhere else. So, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to that. Or, like, you know, I mean. Okay, so that's, wait, wait. So let me finish on my topic because now, now you got me on a roll. So that's five. So I have the Bucks, Pacers, Sixers, uh, Celtics, Raptors. That's five. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have the Heat six. Heat at six. I'm gonna have the Heat at six. I'm gonna have the Nets at seven. Okay. And I'm gonna have the Magic at eight. That sounds. I mean, that sounds pretty reasonable. I would say. And I mean, and, and the thing is, again, somebody might. You know, clown me for the Nets. What have we seen Kyrie Irving actually achieve during the regular season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the chip, helped having the, arguably the greatest player of all time on his team. But by himself, he was complete ass when he was on this, uh, the the Cavaliers. I'm I, I, again. I am a big. Is there is there a opposite word proponent disproponent? Individual, like I, I dislike Kyrie Irving's game. Um, I dislike him as a player in terms of what he brings to the team. I don't think he's, I think he's whatever. His warp has kind of improved, but even on that Cleveland team, um, without LeBron, he still had a four, uh, just under a four warp last year. He had a four point seven. Uh, first year in Boston, he had a four. Uh, let's see, win shares. Uh, Ten. He had a better win share when he was on Cleveland. Like the advanced stats for the most parts are roughly the same, apart from box plus minus. And I guess he's really efficiently. He's uh, he's gotten a lot more efficient of offensively in that sense. But on a general sense, I don't think he can carry that team by himself without KD next year. What are they going to do? Run uh, pick and rolls with DeAndre Jordan at 47 years old and 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 Kyrie? Well, who did the Nets really lose this year? The Nets Nets, Nets didn't they what they they just did kind of a swap for from D'Angelo to Kyrie and like. Do you, okay, you you're a D'Angelo picker last year in the fantasy. Do you like his game more than Kyrie's game? On an on an aggregate. I, I love D'Angelo, but like if I'm just going on, like what I've seen from the eye test, I mean. At this point in time, I think Kyrie is the better player, man. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think Kyrie is uh, – I really like D'Angelo, but I think that Kyrie has just more tools. Like, when he when Kyrie is on, he looks unstoppable. Like, just the way he dances, like, with the ball, and he can be very creative. Just his finishing, right? Like, like D'Angelo's got a really nice three-ball game. He's got, like, a nice, like, floater mid-range kind of game going on, but Kyrie's, like – just his finishes around the net are just, you know, like insane. And, you know, we, we haven't seen, you know, Kyrie motivated, but we've all seen playoff Kyrie and playoff Kyrie with Braun. Yeah. I wish now that Kyrie's not really a 1A kind of player, but more of a 1B. So with Kevin, if he can accept his role as a 1B, then. But again, that's that's, that's not next year, though. That's the subsequent year. I Maybe yeah, not even I, that year. Yeah, but I think like with the net situation, it's somewhere where he chose to go. Let, let, yeah. Let's Celtics. The Celtics traded for um, Kyrie, right? So I mean, granted, you know, he wanted it to be his team, but 
We also had guys like, you know, Terry Rozier, who really wanted to get his next contract, and, like, Jason Tatum, who had a huge season while Kyrie was injured. Can we, wait, get- sorry, sorry, I'm going to interject. Can we talk about this one Terry Rozier contract? <laughs> this man's perfect. getting paid $19 that was, million a year. That was crazy. What is Michael Jordan doing, man? Michael Jordan is the worst. Okay, who's who, who would you rather have running your team? James Dolan or Michael Jordan? Like, I, I actually don't know. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Like, like this one, man, like, this man wasn't willing to give Kemba a little bit more money every year, and they said, "I'll and give." He was gonna pay fucking Tara Rozier sixty million dollars. Like, that's absurd. Man. <laughs> they're cap. They're cap. They're screwed for cap space. I think for one more year, right? Because Batum's contract and MKG's contract comes off this year. Can you imagine how angry Kemba must be. Just the disrespect on this. Like, it's just. Yo, good riddance, though. Like, I mean, yeah, you you got yeah, out of Charlotte. And Kemba, Kemba needed to get out of there, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so okay, so the, so recapping my and I'll get to yours too. So I got the Bucks, I got the Pacers, I got the Sixers, the Raps, the Celt no Celtics, Celtics Raps. Um, I got uh Miami, the the Nets, and the Magic for the Eastern Conference. What do you got? Oh, I think my top five is more or less locked in. I think, honestly, I think, like, the, uh, honestly, I'm looking at this list, and I, I really think that, more or less, I think that we agree with your top eight. I think for my eighth spot, I could probably see the Pistons making it again. Okay. I mean, or honestly, like I really like. I don't, I don't know if next year's their year. Are you gonna say Atlanta? I'm gonna say uh, yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta, man, dude, like their their team's looking nice, man. Like hey. you know, they keep adding young talent. But my thing is just like they don't have like that really like if they add an older veteran piece like that could really guide these young guys, but. Man, like I give them give them two more years, and I really think that these guys will be like you. You'll see them in the playoffs, man. Like I'm, I'm so glad you brought out that team, out, man. So that and so that's again as I was saying on the betting man, that's uh, my sleeper. So the odd makers sometimes give a lot of actually most seasons give you uh, playoff team odds, and I'm pretty sure they're gonna give the Hawks like my last year. I had uh, the Hornets at fourteen to one and the Wizards at nine to one. So the Wizards not making it. And yeah. fourteen to one, the Hornets winning their division. They didn't win, but I was able to cash out early. So this year, the Hawks are my pick. I think they'll give like twelve, thirteen to one to for them making the playoffs. And I think they're gonna make the playoffs. As I the mean, they I'm have looking a at this list, and like I think the the Hawks. I mean, the last seed, the the eighth seed. I, I'm just I'm throwing it up there. It's gonna be or the seven eight is gonna be a battle between the Magic, the Pistons, the Heat, and the Hawks. That's what I think. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So okay, so the Western Conference then. This is where I'm. I'm gonna throw some hot takes out as well. So I'm gonna go out and say first Utah. Utah oh, first. Uh, Utah was the first seed, huh? Utah, Denver. Actually, wait, Denver can't be second, I think, because they're in the same division, aren't they? Don't they have? To, well, I forgot the stupid seeding. It doesn't have to be like the division winners first. Uh, I don't think so. Man. Okay, okay, okay. So, so then, so then I say, Utah, Denver, uh, Trailblazers. Sorry, Utah, 
Utah, Denver, Trailblazers. I don't want to put... Uh, oh, fuck. I forgot the Lakers. What am I saying? All right. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, coach. Time out, coach. I'm going off the list. All right, all right. So, again, we're assuming the Kawhi is there. So, <laughs> the Lakers at, like, 76 wins or some shit. Bullshit. So, the Lakers, uh, Denver, Jazz, uh, Blazers. Um, I'm going to have... Uh, fuck, I get, I'll take the OKC Thunder. Uh, it depends. I guess I don't know if they're gonna spend against. I think their payroll is gonna come out to like three hundred million if they do one more repeater tax. So, um, that means they probably have to deal Stephen Adams. So actually, no, no, fuck that. I'm gonna put, uh, I'm gonna put the Rockets there. So the Rockets six, um, the Spurs seven, and you ready for the hot take? Yeah. The Pelicans eighth. That's, Pelicans that's the eighth. Them and Atlanta are my two sleepers that people don't expect to make it. And and also the Nets actually and this is another bet I'm gonna take, the Nets not making the playoffs. Oh, I think people are sleeping on the West, man. I think the Mavs, man. The Mavs yeah. might have a really good chance of making it next year, you know? They yeah. got Porzingis, they got Doncic, you know, they might sign Danny Green. Who else did they add this offseason? Uh I mean per, yeah, Porzing uh what's the name? Wait. So uh, they're getting get Przingis back. They're getting Doncic. Uh, fuck, they hired they. Oh, they got Seth Curry. Oh yeah, they had Seth Curry. Man, they've had a lot of shooters, man. The, uh, yeah, that's uh, you're right, you're right. That's a uh, fuck. So then who? Okay, okay, okay. So give me your top eight then. Cause we can debate at the seven and eight in a second. Uh, they got they got Dwight Powell. They got Maxi Kleber. Those guys were there though already. Actually, there's a roster. Okay, hold on. Um, so, so no, top five. I think they have a. They're a pretty good, good roster. Give me a top eight. My top eight. It's gonna be. I'm gonna go with Lakers number one. Um. Ooh, I think Nuggets number three. I'm gonna go with. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't hear that. You said Lakers, Utah. Lake, yeah, Lakers, Nuggets. Okay, Nuggets. Um, third spot. I think the Jazz. Yeah. Fourth spot, I'm going with I'm going with the Rockets. Spot, I'm going with the Trailblazers. Um, sixth spot, I am going with. Ooh, this is tough. Six through eight is honestly actually a lot more competitive competitive than people think. Oh, I mean, like honestly, people. Why am I ranking? Yeah, the I actually think the Warriors could actually end up a top three, like not a top. Like, wait, did I not include the Warriors? I did, right? I have no idea, man. Fuck. I okay, I, I, I want to slot the Warriors six or something like that. In the playoffs. Everybody yeah, who's yeah. sleeping on the Warriors, that's a, still a good team, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm stupid. I'm stupid if I forgot about them. Yeah. Like, like they're like even now that it plays out, like they have D'Angelo. I mean, like, I think the offensive power is gonna be enough to win them quite enough games to keep them afloat. I think they're gonna make the playoffs. For they, sure, have right? they have Steph Curry. They have Steph Curry. Yeah, I know. Th that boy, that boy is gonna be. Our, I think he's gonna go for an yeah, MVP. He's gonna go for another MVP. Yeah. Like next yeah. year is his. This is another MVP tour. Um, I think I had the Warriors at six. Um, yeah. The Thunder yet? I don't think I have. You didn't. You didn't. So you, I think you went Lakers, Nuggets, um, yeah. Jazz, Jazz, Rockets, Rockets Blazers, Trailblazers, then Warriors, and then, then I'm going Thunder at the seven. Okay. 
And for my eighth seed, man, it's a. You gotta go Spurs, Clippers. It's, yeah, it's gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't think the Clippers are making it, man. I don't think so either. I think. I think that last year was just the. They just were. That was cute. Were just, it was cute. Yeah, it was just cute. It was nice that they they played out. I mean, they really. Supposedly, we're in the Kawhi Sweet Stakes. They they made one guy really happy. This man went on road trips and put him up and just to go watch Kawhi for the whole year. You know, that was really cute. Yeah, that I mean, man's real happy. This is uh, the Clippers are just. I don't know, man. Just, their franchise is just. It's cute. Let's try. It's, they've, been, they've been around for forty years, man. They haven't won. They haven't won anything. Like, I mean, at this point, they might as well move it back to like Seattle or Vancouver. <laughs> Move it back. They've been there for a while, man. They're not moving back. Yeah, all right, all right. It, it, that's a dead horse. Clippers meme is a dead horse. Give me your eighth pick. Clippers are a dead horse. Um, honestly, my eighth is just a toss-up between I could see the Spurs, the Mavs, or um, the Pelicans. No, honestly, yeah, the Pelicans. Pelicans, nah, but. Give me your eighth. Give me your eighth. Just, just, just take a limb and tell her. Oh, the Spurs, man. All right, you're I, I just Spurs? can't doubt. I can't doubt Pop. 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 Pop is just always he. Just, he just coaches so well. Like I, I think the Spurs. Every year you doubt the Spurs to make the playoffs, but I think you, you just kind of ought to have to auto fill them in at this point. Like okay, okay. So so then yeah, as long as, yeah, as, long as they have some good core pieces and you have Pop, that that team will always make the playoffs. So. Uh okay okay. So basically, my now that I'm looking at it. Man, the playoffs, from what I predicted, we, I pretty much have like the same playoffs as what we had this year. Granted, you know, obviously the rankings move around, and maybe like one or two teams sneak in that weren't in last year. But I mean, no, I, really, I think really your, yeah, the Lakers were the, your new additions, right? For me, the I new mean, additions I think are going to be the Lakers and Pelicans. Right? I mean, we talked about it, but. I mean, the NBA really is just the top teams just kind of shifted power around themselves. No, there wasn't really like a, like a, you know, a team that was just here. I mean, the Lakers, I guess, like, that's just suddenly jumped into playoff contention, right? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So then, yeah, so. Fuck, I, I guess the East is going to be interesting again because I think six through eight. Yo, can I bring you something, some hypothetical, that I've been contemplating and just saying, what's, what if the, po- what if it's possible? Oh, I mean, that's what this is for, right? Talking about hypotheticals. So. Wait, actually, sorry. Before I think about this, I didn't think about it earlier. Do the Raptors have their pick? Sure. No, next. Yeah, this coming year. Uh, one sec, one I sec, one sec. Let me look at there. Uh, twenty twenty. I feel like they could run. I feel like we gave up one like our two years ago. I think we gave up last last year. I think we gave it up to. Um, no, we're good. We're uh, good. We're good. I'm looking at pros. I think last last year we gave up the Nets for taking off Damari Carroll off our hands, and then this year we gave it up to the Spurs because of the DeRozan trade for Here, the Kawhi. Let's see what real so real. No, no, we own it. We own it. We own our first year. I mean. Our twenty, yeah. our second twenty, our second round twenty twenty one draft goes to Brooklyn. Okay. What if we're tanking this year? This year? Yeah. How are we gonna tank? 
We still have Kawhi. I mean, I mean Kawhi. no Kawhi. I'm saying... Well, maybe... Uh, fuck, I don't know. I, I just... I don't know. Maybe, without Kawhi, do you really... What if you just ship out Mark? You ship out... Ibaka. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think from a side perspective, this guy's saying, this is a team I want to run it back with. Or if we don't, we're just going to have a regular normal season where I'm cool with just making the top eight. Yeah, I mean, like, even now, right? Like, does tanking really... Like, I mean, like... like I guess next year's draft is pretty ass, too, so maybe not. Yeah, I mean, who, who's... Who's the top prospect coming out? I swear to God, let's just draft fucking... Cole Anthony. Football. Cole Anthony. <laughs> Cole Anthony. Yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing really that's getting us... My boy, my boy Nico Manning. My boy Nico Manning. The, the Red Mamba? <laughs> the Red Mamba. 2.0. Um, yeah, okay. okay yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Alright, so, okay. Speaking on next year, what do you think in terms of... Of course, LeBron and all this Laker bullshit. What team do you think is going to be like the biggest surprise? Uh, unless you're actually going to say the Mavericks again, I guess. Biggest surprise. This is the end it off kind of. A goodbye. I mean, I don't know if many people consider them a surprise, but I, I really think the Jazz can really do some damage in the playoffs next year. They're really well-rounded, you know? Yeah. Like their design, they kind of honestly remind me of um, Raptors, I guess, except without like you know a Kawhi piece. You know, just a will, really well balanced offensive. Everybody knows their role. They got, they got a really nice rim protector in. Uh, that team player. in the playoffs is gonna be a problem, bro. Like they've realized, in the playoffs, you need a guy who can just give you buckets and. and they act. They added a. Uh, they added two of them. Uh, Mike Conley, man. Mike Conley's nice. Everybody sleeps on him because, uh, you know, we saw this here on, like, Gasol, even though he's aging, he knows how to play the game, right? So I, I'm sure Conley will uh, turn leadership and just playmaking to the Jazz, and it'll be a. I think they have a really good chance, man. Yeah, yeah. And Mitchell puts in the work, and I, I think Mitchell definitely has that, you know, you can see he has some superstar potential in him, so if he can take that next step, that would be a nice team. Yeah. Uh, about you? What's your? I think. Th I mean, you know what I uh, what I think. It in terms of the Lakers, I think this fucking bullshit ass, stupid ass league sometimes just allows these players to kind of do this stuff. And I understand power empowerment. They're lot. I mean, player empowerment. They're allowed to do what they want. But as a fan. I'm seeing what I'm seeing on this team, and I'm seeing a team that's legitimately like... Uh, of course, like, coming from... We just finished the Warriors <laughs> dynasty, and we go straight into a Lakers dynasty if this happens, right? So. Fuck me, man. This is like... If this happens... What I have out of this is the fact that most of the good free agents have really been poached. You know the craziest part? The Lakers might just sign uh, Boogie Cousins for a uh, vet man. Who knows? Maybe he'll uh, destroy their uh, team from the inside, you know? <laughs> Yeah. That's the beauty of the NBA, you know? Like, you think you know something when you, you know, Bill Simmons was talking about, you know, there's going to be a 60, 67 wins. Lots of high, lot fives. of high fives. Yeah, lots of celebrating. Slapping next butts, you know, everybody walking around. Yeah, there's going to be lots of blowouts. And next thing you know, Kyrie Irving is just, he's just blaming his teammates. He's just throwing hissy fits. And 
better on paper. But let's be real, like that Lakers squad with the three of them is just going to be dominant regardless, right? The only thing that can really stop that team is injuries, I, I would say, right? And their lack of depth, yeah. really. But um, but if they're all healthy and they all play, you know, there's no stopping that team. I think um, if they have all three of those guys playing at least 50 games in the regular season, they win the play. They they're gonna win the championship. They just need to make the playoffs. They just they need to make do. playoffs. Just stay healthy and make the playoffs. But um, you know, I, I I think as a fan, I think every all 29 other teams don't want to see this happen, right? Like, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, Kawhi's kind of proven that he can win on his own. So I I think that he's just gonna do whatever he wants. And Kawhi's the weirdest kind of guy to like try to understand. I don't think anybody can really tell him what to do. So at the end of the day, it's his choice. And, you know, I think. Um, but also, anybody show. who's a Raptors fan is saying, "Oh, you gotta respect them." Yeah, respect them. But just also remember, this man's no longer a Raptor. Whatever. I and uh, I'm sure people, you know, I'll get climbed on whatever for this. But again, if you're a Raptors fan, you're a Raptors fan. And now Kawhi's oh, no longer a Raptor, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not rooting for the Lakers. I mean, yeah, I'll yeah. Always, uh, yeah, it's, no, it's like you'll always remember 2019 Kawhi, and you'll always be like, I. Nobody boos him, right? Like I hope the first time he visits, as a, I think what you know. Oh, standing ovation. Go, standing ovation, hundred yeah. percent. He deserves it. But you know, the moment he's uh, in the game, man, it's free for all. Boo. Yeah, none of this cheering when he gets the ball. Yeah, no, 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 no. We're booing that Lakers team. Man. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Uh, him when he gets, yeah. No, no. Continue. Finish your thought, and then I have one more yeah, thing, yeah, and then we can end it. For me, I mean, I'm, I, I don't know, regardless of what happens this year, I, I'm really excited for just Raptors basketball going forward. Um, for me, it's like, you know, we've, we've kind of, it almost feels like with this championship, we've kind of closed a, a chapter in the Raptors history where it's like, hey, man, we can do this. It, it feels like a barrier is broken. It's kind of like, you know, you lost your virginity, you know? You're like, hey, man, like. You know, it happened. You, you got over the hump. Yeah, you got over the hump, right? Like you can just be like, you know, you know, you tell yourself this was some uh, something you could never get, but then, you know, they they managed to do it. So now I'm just kind of looking forward to what's next. You know, like either Kawhi stays and we run it back for another year where we definitely can compete for a championship, or Masai kind of we haven't never seen Masai go into a full rebuild. I'm incredibly curious on like you know what that brings, and it's just really cool to see like. You know, Canadian basketball grows so much, and um, I think I think you know, regardless of Kawhi, if Kawhi stays or not, I think in the future we're gonna have a much easier time recruiting free agents, and you know, to see what the city has to offer, and you know, all this Kawhi and Dine and free penthouses, and I think there's definitely gonna be one superstar out there that really wants to play for uh, Toronto, and I definitely think you'll see us back. Yeah. Later, I think so. So as we're talking, what we just just said, Emmanuel Mudiay has signed a one-year deal to the Utah Jazz. So another kind of decent offensive depth kind of higher uh, signing. Where did he sign? Uh, Emmanuel Mudiay. Yeah, but where did he sign? Utah. Oh nah! Wow, Utah really loading up on these. Uh... They they figured oh, out, man. What they're doing is getting the guards. Letting Conley be healthy for the playoffs and probably going to make a deep push. Super smart. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Jazz are a, a likable team, man. Like, uh, I mean, if it's not the Raptors contending for the championship next year, it's just 
Man, at this point, I, I'd even root for James Harden over that super team, man. <laughs> you will. I won't. Fuck, fuck that team. Fuck Mike D'Antoni's um, uh, offense. Yeah, no, I, you can. I, no, no, it's, you, it's fine. I understand you can't, but I absolutely hate that offense. So, no and I, t- I hate, I hate super teams, man. Super teams just, I just, unless it's the Raptors making the super team, then I'm all for it. Then I'm just celebrating. Yeah. Give me, you know, if if they're coming to the Raptors, it'd be a different story. But you know. It's just not great for the league, you know. It's just unhealthy, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. All right. So last, last thing. What do you think about? Did you see that thread about KD and Kyrie's new nicknames being broken, <laughs> broken and woken? I haven't seen that actually. What did it say? So the so the guy posted like, what do you guys think? How do you guys think about the nickname broken and woken? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That sounds pretty good. And then one of the guys <laughs> says, "Snake and awake." I like snake and awake. Uh, dumb, slim and dim. Cause <laughs> I like that one. Slim and dim is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, slim and dim. Slim and dim is nice. Uh, wow, people are, people are creative, man. Stupid ass NBA subreddits and filled with dumbasses and goddamn geniuses. So. Oh yeah, for sure, man. All right. This is so much content. All right, this is ten o'clock. I'm about to go to bed pretty soon. Sounds good, man. Oh, I'll also good. actually, uh, oh, a few hours ago, Willie Collie signed going to the Golden State Warriors. That's an interesting choice. I like that pick. I like that guy. I think it's good. All right. The right, like, uh, yeah, the right environment to really thrive. I think the Kings are just Kings are know, fucked. It's just it's not a. I don't know what the Kings are doing. I'm not sure what their game plan is, but yeah. But the no, NBA needs one through sixteen seeding, and that's kind of sorry. No, uh, one through yeah, one through sixteen seeding for a playoffs. Oh, like it's, just it's merge the East and West, right? Yeah. They that'd can figure cool out the travel. Idea. I'm sure there's smart enough people who can do that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, I think. That's just a pretty big rehaul, but uh, I'm all for it at this point. I think it's just... You know, I think the East and the West don't really offer at this point. Yeah. Alright, uh, this is fun. Probably, we'll figure out if we're ever going to do this again. Let, let's see how Let's see how the fans feel us out and... The, the the one fan, you know. Shout out to you. Out there. Shout out to you, Mom. Shout out to, the one fan. Shout out to Hannah, shout out to Anisha, <laughs> shout out to Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, right, I'll see ya. Have a good night, man. Alright. See ya.